0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. I'm back. This is Helena, Helena Margareta, Helena Steiner Hornstein, and I'm so excited to be back with you. It's Feels almost like I've been to the moon, you know. <laughs> so much has happened lately, and uh, I've been thinking about many of you. And I've had, I have received lots of emails from people who said, "Where are you? Why are you not back?" Well, I've been here in Northern Europe most of the time, and it's been very, very exciting. And I have seen so much new stuff coming up in the world. It seems things are actually happening on all fronts, but those in charge, you know, the people who have the power to change it all, they are the ones holding back. I can say that spirituality is really on the move forward, not necessarily in the country of Sweden, but in other countries, and why not Sweden, you know, I'm Swedish and I work a lot in here in Sweden and why is Sweden a little bit more blocked than other western countries not to mention the oriental countries and I've been talking to people why is that that particular Sweden not Finland not Norway but Sweden is kind of spiritually blocked but in a way it's not at all there are so many spiritual networks here and they are very very successful but then there's some kind of block on top of it and when I have checked on this with the people who come to see me I have seen that it seems to be like a general rule with people in Sweden that the souls who have come here have been souls who have been victimized in previous lifetimes so they didn't dare speak out you know they were still prisoners in a way And each country has a characteristic about them. And this is what I have found to be a characteristic about Sweden, that you don't speak out too much. You don't complain. You just follow the flow. And, of course, then it's very, very difficult to change that. But I love Sweden. I love the world. I love people. (laughs) I think this world is actually a terrific world. With all the problems, it's still a wonderful world with all kinds of wonderful people. If I would die tomorrow and people would would ask me when I got into heaven, of course, and they would say, what do you remember or think most of, of people in the world? And I would say, their kindness. People have been good. You know, when it comes to the baseline of, of people, no, they are good at heart. They really mean well. And even if they're bad, yes, there are some bad people out there. There is something called evil, but people really are good at heart. They are misled, and they don't understand what is right and wrong many times. And that is a problem, because what is the big problem in this world, everywhere in the U.S. and in in Western Europe, is the lack of knowledge. You know, we don't understand. We don't know. People don't know what's going on. And they believe what they believe is the only right way, particularly if you are a young person. And I say a little bit more if you're young. And you think that everything you know is the only way and the only right way. I know some people won't like when I say that, but listen, I'm old. I've seen it for myself. But what has happened in Europe otherwise Lots of elections, political elections, and we're moving back towards the old right again. And people are getting a little bit more concerned about their own domains. They don't like people from other countries to come and and take their land away from them. And this goes not only in the United States. This happens also here in Europe. And I've seen a lot of this. And uh, I don't know what to say about it, but this is a trend that you see in so many countries. And, of course, that people are complaining you don't get any jobs. That goes on everywhere. And I think, though, that Europe is a particular northern Europe and particularly Sweden. You know, here we're pretty well off. Real estate is selling, selling selling beautifully. And, of course, they made it very easy. Young people as long as they have a job and a well-paid job. And in Sweden, both husband and wife work, or man and woman work. And you're not necessarily married to buy real estate together. But here you can uh, buy only from, if you have a job, as an only security. So all you do is pay the interest on your loan. You don't have to pay your loan back. Can you believe it? So you just pay the interest so you can get yourself a beautiful and big and expensive home, and all you do year after year, you pay the interest on it. You don't really own it. You just borrow it, I would say, from the bank. But it's still your house. You know, you can put nails in it everywhere and so on. So that is new, but now they're changing a little bit. Just recently, they want you to pay at least 10% down, which is new and the interest rate has gone up with 1% also, which is new. Otherwise, it's been very easy for real estate in Sweden, and it has been selling fantastically. Anything up for sale is basically sold within a few weeks, with no exceptions, more or less, I would say. So uh, I think only because there are not enough homes also, so that's the way it works in the United States. There are too many homes Politically, yes, we mentioned that financially. Some countries have a little bit more of of good times than other countries in Europe. Uh, Sweden, again, is very well off. I don't know how it happened, but it has been very well managed by the recent administration, which is more, how should I say, liberal, conservative uh, administration. And the country is, is, is doing well. I don't know if people really realize how well off they are, but the country is doing well and business is moving ahead and real estate is selling. So now we're back to spiritually. We're next weekend here in Sweden, then I'm going back to to United States right after that. I'm speaking at a conference called the Paradigm Shift. And there are some fantastic speakers Um uh, who are presenting their views. And you have, uh, I, as I just mentioned, a couple of people here, Professor Alex Hankey, He is a researcher from Cambridge, and he is going to speak uh, and about the diet and the, the uh, way to get well through diet. And then you have Fred Travis, is a professor from Iowa, USA, and he is going to talk about our brain and how we have to, how we are expanding our consciousness nowadays. And you have a Russian, a doctor Peter Gariaev, Oh God, how do you pronounce it? A Russian researcher, uh, and also who is going to speak about how our genes are working nowadays in yeah, comparison to probably before. And then you have um, Anton Gales, who is a professor in religious history at the university in lund and he is going to speak about global spirituality and how we are all understanding each other much more than we did before so um, and my point of view on that is well the control of those of those in charge that control is diminishing a little bit and that's why i think spirituality is expanding and we understand each other more. Which, of course, there are limits for those things also, as you have seen everywhere in the press and in in the media, that we have a problem with the different beliefs and the different religions in the world. And that is going to be a problem. But anyway, and I'm going to speak at that conference also. So anyone in Sweden, you're all very welcome. And you can actually email me back, and I shall send you more details. It's right outside of Stockholm, Friday, Thursday and Friday, and I shall be there. So um, then I have lots of email questions, uh, but they have been more personal, like many of you have come up with a medical diagnosis, and you have... Uh, ask me, can you heal this and this, I have this and this, and they come up with some medical term that I don't understand. I'm not a medical doctor. And they say, can you help me? And I can never say yes or no for anything if I can help anyone. Why not? Well, I'm not the judge of that. It depends how well you respond to the light. As you know, I work only with one energy, and that is the light. And what is the light? That is the God energy. That's not that I'm working through some special angel or special uh, spiritual guide. I'm working directly with the highest source of energy and of information. And I have this little mantra that so many people now hear me say, and they know it almost by heart, within me, That is the place that knows all and sees all. And that place is called I am the light. This is your best friend. It is your God energy. It is your higher potential. So how can you feel well and how can you make good fortune come your way? What do we do? Well, that's not news again. It depends on your programming. And I have this over and over. Whatever you put in your head, in your thoughts, in your mind, you will have more of. It's that simple. If you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm so sick and miserable today, you will feel sick and miserable for the rest of the day. Very, very clearly so. And I have friends and they have retired and they are so unhappy. In the beginning they said, oh, how lovely, I can now sleep in and I can do anything I want. Well, after a while that gets to be boring. You have to do something with your life. So they wake up and say, oh, what shall I do with my day today? I'm so depressed. And of course they're going to be depressed all that day. And they're going to go to bed depressed. And they're going to wake up depressed. Because what you put in your mind in the evening, that is what you're going to wake up in the morning. It's just like you go to bed with someone at night. You're going to wake up with that same person in the morning. Maybe you wish it wouldn't be that way, but it is. The same with your thoughts, with your mindset. You go to bed in the evening, oh God, I'm so poor, I'm so miserable, I'm so sick. That's exactly what you're going to have the next morning. All simple math. What comes in goes out. And I have here um, a few questions, as I said, and that is, that I start here with someone from called Eleanor from Germany, and she says, how can I do what you do? Do you know, I get that question probably 25 times a week. And I believe so many people, men, women, everyone, they would like to know that particular formula, that secret code. How do you do this so I can see through people or I can just stretch out my hand and I get that feeling what's wrong in someone's body? Wouldn't that be great if I could do that? What is the code, Helena? What is the programming I to, have to do? Well, part of it is is first to get rid of your old programming where you believe you can't do it. It's amazing how much we can do if we just believe in it. You know, a good tennis player, of course, goes out in the field and says, I'm going to win this. And he usually wins because he sets his mind to it. Of course the problem is if both tennis players and on each one, on each each tennis player on each side thinks the same, Well I'm going to win today, of course that is the time when you have a real good match and one of them is going to win. Sometimes it will be also even, but one of them is going to win. So it's how you program yourself. But the way I did it, you know, I didn't know I could do it. I just kind of did things without knowing it. If someone said, I'm sick, I just sent my love to them. I think it was love, unconditional love and understanding to them. And connected with some kind of higher intention. And things happened. I know that doesn't sound very scientific. What is scientific? It is when you put something in the box and put a description on it. You cannot put this work in a box. It doesn't come from the box. It comes from way above the box. If you want to stay in the box, you cannot get the idea. It's that easy. So how do I work then? Well, I get rid of all thoughts of any kind of limitation and judgment. I do not look at the person saying, oh, he's old or he's sick or he's beautiful or she is neurotic or whatever. I leave all those thoughts behind and make no judgment of the person in front of me. And now I close my eyes and I look at the person through my inner eye And I stretch out my hand towards that person. And now it's amazing that through that, with that inner image I get of the person, my hand now goes, without me controlling it, goes to those places where something is wrong with that body. And then I see it, literally. I see your liver or your heart or whatever has something wrong with it. And now... I, in quote, of course, because it's not me doing it, I just stretch out my hand and touch that organ that has something wrong with it, or shall I say that organ that is off balance. And then I just somehow take a deep breath, and then things happen. I don't do it. It is the higher intention that does it. And then, of course, the one who is receiving this has to be receptive. If that person in front of me and just sits and makes a joke out of the situation, of course it's not going to work. It's like pouring water over a duck, you know, it's just going to pour off, it's not going to sink in, because then I am just meeting a shield. And the intention, the higher intention of love and healing is not going to reach through because you have put up that shield against it. I don't say you, but the person in question (laughs) will have put up a shield. It's very hard to explain such a process that is beyond explanation. But when I do this work, I, in quote again, I go up to the room of no time. And what does that mean, the room of no time? You know, sometimes I say the room of time, but it is it is actually the room of no time, because in this place there is no time, there is no place. Everything is here and now, and you and I, that is the person in front of me, is just We are now joining in the light, so to speak, but in this place called the room of no time. And here it's very easy to work on someone. I just stretch out towards the person and and with the higher intention, things fall into balance. And this is how people get well. They might cook for a while, and I use that word because it describes what it is, that once you have been touched by the light... You will cook. It means that you will process. And it might happen, healing might happen immediately, or within days, or within weeks, or even progress, you know, how should I say, in steps. uh, In steps through the month, after month, after month, through the month you might also experience healing. And I've heard this from people. They say, okay, now I felt how I came up one higher level and then I stay there for for a while. And then I come up the next level and I stay there for a while. And they have found that to be kind of exciting because that could follow the, the process. So how can you do this with people? I think you have to have some kind of talent for it. Just like to be a singing star or a musical star, you have to have the musical talent. So you have to have some kind of soul talent to do this. I don't think if you have the intellectual talent that you can do it. You can do it halfway, and lots of people do that. But it doesn't work as well, and you cannot really make a living that way. Because everything is a giving and receiving. So when you have helped someone, you receive, you know, the rewards back to you. And that's important. This is how you have the tide goes back and forth. And you have to give in order to receive. And many people who have started here to take money first. I would never dream of doing such a thing. I have to give from my heart first. And then, what well, can happen and I forget the rest, but I'm always reminded, because you have to return what you have been given, some kind of energy in return. And the old healers of the old forest, the old rainforest of the old jungles, they knew that. And even when I come back to my home province, in West Sweden, uh, and the farmers they ask me to come and help their animals because the animals might not be so well. Then I arrive, and they have prepared the eggs and the potatoes and the carrots and everything to give to me as some kind of reward. And the animals who haven't been feeling too well, they know who I am without knowing. And the horse, we kind of show me his his way of, of, oh, you're finally here. And the dogs would just lie down and lie on their backs with their legs in the air and say, look at me, I'm sick. <laughs> and this happens all the time. So nature, you know, is in tune with this kind of work. We are part of nature. This is what we forget. We believe here on this earth, Mother Earth, that we are the creation, we are the master of creation. I really know that lots of people believe they are the master of creation, when instead we are just part of nature. Nothing more. We are part of nature, and we should live in a relationship with nature, It's very important that we understand we live in a relationship with nature. So um, that is something also seen in the world that nature, the environment, is getting so important in our lives. And I tell you, it's getting close. If we don't do anything with our world, then something is going to happen. And pretty soon, too. We don't have that much time to change. And this with the oil business, that we still go and believe. We walk around believing we need oil. We need oil. Of course, we need oil. We have to change. We need some kind of fuel. We need some kind of energy. There are many, many ways out there to get new kinds of energy to support us. It need not be oil. It need not be oil. I really cannot believe it is allowed to go and drill at the bottom of the ocean for more oil when the planet is bleeding so much. And I had a message, and that was a channeled message, and I told everyone I knew who was in the environmental business that you know, I got the message here that, and this was already in April. I was told uh, just shortly after this had happened with the leak in in the Mexican uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, and I had that message: if this is not plugged immediately, it's going to stop the Gulf Stream, and once that has happened, the whole planet is going to change climate-wise, and not for the better it's going to mean that all northern Europe is going to turn into some kind of ice, Siberia. And Europe is going to change completely. And then, of course, once this happens, the balance will be off, and America is going to change, Africa is going to change. We're going to get a very, very hot hot, uh, climate in some places, and ice in some other places, a total off balance. And that would be very, very difficult for us to handle. So we need to really take care of the planet. And that is, in my mind, the number one priority to do so. And then we have to think about our animal, uh, animals. And I'm, I'm really so, my heart is, is just longing for animals to be treated more with respect and not the way we have treated them now. You know, someone asked me here on my list, do animals have souls? I can't believe that. Yes, someone here uh, asked me with a few other questions. Do animals have souls? Yes, of course they do. We all have the mother soul within us. That is this soul that is all that is. And we have, our bodies have embodied a part of that soul, all of us, each one of us, and then it's up to us to use it properly. You know, even flowers and grass—they all have a part of that mother soul in them. Trees, everything has part; is part of this mother soul energy. Uh, here is: uh, Is Europe or the U.S. more advanced spiritually? There's a question here. And I would say the U.S. has for generations been more religious than Europe. And Europe has kind of, I don't know if Europe has been disappointed in God and religion in some way because of all the wars that we have had. I wonder if that has something to do with it. And Europe is not so fanatically religious, I would say, mostly. But if I say one thing, I have to say there are exceptions because there are little groups here and there, particularly around the Alps and in Germany and in Switzerland and Austria also, in that German-speaking part of the world, where they have little fanatic, extremely fanatic religious groups Christian groups who are really going a little bit too far into their religion. But you have that in the United States also. A very almost dangerous part of Christianity that has nothing to do with Christ and God or anything. It's just some kind of power games that they are playing. So it exists very much. Uh, I cannot say that any country more advanced than any other country. I would say that I like to work in America because you can use the word God in America. In Europe, and particularly in Northern Europe, you cannot do that much. People get kind of, they, they think you're a little nuts if you use that word God. And I'm surprised that the this little word, G-O-D, should have such an impact on some people. Sweden, oh God, if you say God, they really pull away from you. It's almost like a bad word. And I don't understand why they have created that kind of mentality. So um, in America, you can say to anyone, God bless, that would be completely impossible in Northern Europe. (laughs) It just wouldn't go with the language even. But in America, that's nice, and you can say even, I pray for you, which is wonderful. And people do. That would also be impossible in Northern Europe to say such a thing. You can say something like, oh, I can send you good thoughts, maybe. I can send you good luck. But that's about it. I don't understand why, but you, you have it. I have some little angry soul who says in, in an email, you don't see the dead. You don't see the dead. <laughs> and that is evidently a young person, um, a boy or a girl, I would say, a teenager, I would analyze it as, who probably believes that they, because they don't know what I'm talking about. Of course, they take for granted that me, the old grandmother, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't see their point. But I've seen this with lots of young people because we, our generation, many of us don't do the fantastic extremes of the Internet and we don't know everything, how to handle the Internet and our computers. That because of that, we're kind of a little behind in everything. And may I tell you, this is really wrong. It's not even worth talking about it. Because experience is, I would say, everything. And when you hire anyone out there in the workforce who has to hire people, they prefer someone with experience. And I must say, what you learn through life and all the many years of life is so fantastic. It's really wonderful. You feel rich. Even if the big money is not there in the bank, that's not the problem because you have learned so much through your life, and that is so wonderful. It makes you feel very good about things, and also makes you feel so secure. You feel safe in a different way. And also, if you've done it right, you also feel you're not afraid, because what has happened through the years of most people's lives is we have been ruled by fear. We have been programmed to have fear. Isn't that the truth? So yes, when I see the dead, I do see the dead, but in in different ways. Sometimes I could see them just like standing in the in light, surrounded by light in front of me, and other so- times I see them suddenly appearing, but in my on my inner computer screen, so to speak. And this happens a lot. And many times they can just be there with me and I can perceive them like they are there and I cannot quite describe how. And I have, of course, all my ex-husbands uh, are in spirit and I love to meet with them sometimes. And I just ask them to come here, to to, to come to see me. And I see them, and we can have conversation. Of course, I would say telepathically, but it works. It's really very nice. And I tell many people who come to see me who have lost their husbands or wives, and I tell them to do this, and they let me know afterwards, it works, it's wonderful, it's such a good thing, I feel much better now. So yes, one can see the dead, But of course, you have to live a life first so you understand what it means. And here, see, we have. Yes, I talked about that. There is an underground spiritual network, particularly in Northern Europe. They feel safer that way. They don't get any bad press, so to speak. So, there are lots of underground spiritual networks. And they have their own speakers, and they have their own meetings, and they have their own everything, and their own newsletters, and they meet, and they are growing. So maybe this is the way that we are going to bring spirituality out in the world. And mind you, if you listen to this program for the first time, spirituality and religion are total polarities. They are the opposites of each other. Spirituality is your own freedom and your own free experience and your own connection with a higher power. Call it whatever you want. Whereas religion is where you go together to a place where you worship together and you worship under the supervision of a leader who tells you what to believe, and you have the confessions, you have all the points you have to follow that is according to your religion. In spirituality, there are no rules. You can do anything you want. You can believe anything you want, but once you have come into that field of spirituality, it's amazing. Everyone believes the same thing. Once you have broken through in through that door of light, as I call it. Then everyone actually believes the same thing. I had, uh, in the world you don't know probably, but in Europe you have a big influx of Islam. And many of the Christians have started to complain about this. And I looked up Islam on the Internet just you know, as a description. And all over the place, on page one on Google, it said the light, the light, the light. It was so identified like with the light. And I work with the light. I'm not a Muslim. <laughs> no. But I work with the light. But it's it's funny where we have seen the extremes in the world, in religion has been the Islam. And They are the ones in their regular religion. I don't know if the extremes do that. But the regular Islam, they talk about the light. And that's actually the God energy. Christians do that too. They just don't point it out. And Jesus, when he said, I am the light, you know, this is the energy that we represent. All of us, all religions, all over the world. We do represent the light. We are beings of the light and we shine of the light within us and that is the motor that keeps us going. Yes, within you there is a place that knows all and sees all and that is your inner light. That is the God flame within you, your higher potential. And this is your very, very best friend. I'm now going to play some music with Stephen Halpern from his CD, Gifts of the Angels. It's going to be very quietly in the background. And you may not even hear it, but I think it's a little better to do it that way than so strongly over the computer. And now you begin to relax and relax. And relax. And you take a deep breath. And you know that within you, there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place is called I am the light. And you take a deep breath. And when you breathe in, you breathe in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful light. This light goes through your body. It begins in your chest and rotates faster and faster and faster. It spreads into your arms, down into your legs all through your body and you feel so relaxed so at ease and so peaceful and you imagine yourself looking up at the big, big wide sky with millions and millions of stars and these stars are twinkling and shining. You try to connect with the stars. Yes, you connect with your stars through your heart, through a feeling of love. And you send this feeling of love to all stars from your heart. And the stars are receiving your love and now the further that energy of love out in the whole universe. And as they send it out, more and more love and light is coming through you and being sent to the stars. And the stars are receiving your light. And move it on. And send it on. You are so relaxed. So busy, is relaxed now. Yes, you love who you are. You love your life. You love your world. And now you feel how your body is filled with light. And that light goes through every little cell of your body. You feel so comfort- comforted. You feel so comfortable. You feel so at ease. You feel so energized. Yes, you feel so energized. You take a deep breath. A very, very deep breath. And when you now breathe in, you breathe in light from all over the universe. And you are connecting with your mother's soul. You feel so at ease now. So at ease. And now you stand up. And everything around you has turned into daytime and the stars have disappeared. And you find yourself in a beautiful garden filled with big flowers and big trees. The trees are so tall, You can hardly see their crowns, but you can see some blue sky way up high. You walk up to one tree, and now you give that tree a big hug, and as you do, you feel your connection with all nature with all nature and the whole universe. You smile. Yes, you smile. You know who you are. You are a child of the universe. And you have now found your connection with the white light. And now, slowly, slowly, you open your eyes again. Yes, you open your eyes and you feel so good about you and you feel so loved and you send love to the whole world and your eyes are open and you're back to here and now and I'm with you still. (laughs) Yes. By the way, I have... Good CDs, not improvised like this one where my English is a little rusty, as you notice, but I'm back in, in a few days in the United States. And you can listen to me again through Sedona Talk Radio. And you can go to my website, www.speakingtoyourheart.com and also to Body-Soul Connection. My website faith healing, has disappeared. I didn't really know what happened, but suddenly it was just off and gone, and someone else had taken it instead. And maybe that's just as well. I don't mind. Maybe that's the way it was meant to be, because I had had a lot of unnecessary bloggers comment on that site. People who didn't understand, you know, teenagers and so on who had no clue what I was talking about. It takes time to learn life, doesn't it? And that's what we are doing now, just through living life. And if you feel a little low, well, is there a reason for it? Is it maybe that your thoughts are going in the wrong direction, that you maybe look at the wrong things in your life? If if you don't have a job, let's say, Maybe you focus too much that you don't have one. That could do something to you. Or if you are alone, you have lost your partner, maybe you focus too much of you being alone instead of beginning to reprogram yourself that as if you had someone around you. Or if the money isn't there, maybe you focus on your lack Yes, maybe you focus on your lack more than on how you might have hidden money in your potential and instead of getting new ideas. You know, it's very hard to bring in positive thoughts when you're focusing on something of the lack, something of the neg- negative. So let's begin right now to reprogram yourself and begin to see the good out of your uh, your uh, life. Uh, here has another question that came up. And, uh, oh, yes, uh, it says uh, how uh, uh, after my lectures, uh, people come to see me, uh, that happens a lot. And they start to give me their medical history, that all the diagnosis is what medical doctors have given them. And to me, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. It doesn't do me any good to know all that. But it's nice to, if you could say, well, my feet hurt or my neck hurts or something like that. But otherwise, it's not that necessary to get any medical opinion to get that to me so to speak, because I don't look at things that way. I don't need to have a medical diagnosis. I'm not going to cut anything out to you. I'm not going to give you any medication. I'm just going to send you light. So I don't need those nice Latin words of what's going on in your body. And maybe if you do not think about all those fancy words, what's wrong with you, If you don't think about that either, maybe it's just as well. I don't say don't go to doctors. Of course, you should do that. And I think it's a very good idea even most of the time. But once you go to doctors, you can also combine it with so-called spiritual work and alternative work. And to combine it with diet. I'm a great believer in diets. Diets really work. Diets restore the balance in your system. Diets will make take away the acidity in your system. And that acidity was usually that put you in the sickness place, <laughs> in the first place. So a diet that is filled with alkalic food like vegetables would be very good for most cases. And, of course, I don't eat raw food personally, but some people do, and they swear by it. So you have to find what works for you. What works for one person might not work necessarily for someone else. So spirituality, going back to that, what it actually is, is the big picture. Did you hear that? It's the big picture. Spirituality is not where people take one little thing out of spirituality like mindfulness or like spiritual DNA or like aura reading or whatever it's called out there, those are spot uh, spirituality. And they just focus on one thing and that's a spot. What you actually do with that, you bring it back down in the box again and spirituality does not belong to the box in any shape or form. So go back to the big picture where you focus on your connection with the light and then once you do so then all the other things would follow. Then it's quite easy for you to to connect with your soul and your mind and and with your higher self, and with your aura, and you can see auras and everything else, but connect with the big picture. And then someone says, oh no, that's so big, I have to be focused. Well, focus on the light. The light is the big picture. And don't think too much. It doesn't belong to spirituality. Spirituality is just to let go, and let God, and let and allow things to happen to you, and allow things to come to you. Have you read my book, Constant Awakening? If not, you absolutely should read it, and I mean that. It's a book that is dimensional. You will read it over and over and over, and each time you will see something new. And people say, I swear that was not written in the book before. It somehow must have put itself there when I read it fourth time <laughs> or so. So it is totally uh, dimensional. And you would notice that very quickly when you read it because it goes on and on and on and on. It's like spirit is talking to you each time in a new way when you read it. And I also have the other book if you want to give a gift to someone. It's an excellent gift book called Who Am I and Where Am I Going? And then I have five CDs, five meditation CDs. You can find them all on my website, speakingtoyourheart.com. And you can order the CDs from there. If you live outside of uh, America please do not order the books from the website. I just found out because the shipping costs have changed and it will be more complicated to do so. Go to Amazon.com or to your closest bookstore. I would like to say uh, just a few more final words that soon you will hear Danila from Post. She was the one who had a, a love affair with President Kennedy. And there is something else he wanted to talk about that he had told someone about her before he actually had his, um, his before he he died. And he said that to someone she met years later and she would like to share this with the world because it meant a lot what he said about her. So that is something you really have to listen to. Last time Gunilla von Post was on my show, I had the biggest number of listeners. <laughs> and I hope that is going to happen again. So you're all welcome soon. We're going to make a recording. She promised me yesterday we're going to do the recording. And uh, we would do it very, very soon. And uh, if you listen to my show right now from the station... Please be ready for my announcement that we will make the recording. So, Gunilla will be with me. She's also in Europe, she's in Switzerland, and I will be in Sweden. And she will stay for a little while longer, she said. So, um, that was about it. I will be back on the air very soon. And please get in touch with me through email. And all you do is just go to my website, Speaking to Your Heart, and from the website you send me an email. If you are in Sweden, I would stay uh, just through this week and leave beginning of next week again. So um, I do not have much time to see anyone except for at the conference at the end of this week. And you are very welcome to, to visit. So thank you all. And I shall be back soon. Thank you. Goodbye. And I would play a little song here by uh, Eddie Benitez. I happen to have his music on my program here. And his music piece is called Flight into Heaven.